Hi, I'm Yago. I'm Anna. I'm Sophia. And I'm McKenna. And we will be performing a scene from Antigone with Crean, the Watchman, the Chorus, and Antigone. What call so nearly times with mine approach? My lord, no mortal should deny death an oath. Judgment is still belied by afterthought when quailing neath the tempest of your threats. Methought no force would drive me to this place, but joy unlooked and, sur- and, sur- and for surpassing hope is out of bound the best of all delight. And so I am here again, though I had sworn I near would come, and in my charge this maid caught in the act of caring for the dead. Here was no not lot throwing, this hap was mine without dispute. And now, my sovereign lord, according to thy pleasure, thine own self examine and convict her. For my part, I have good right to be away and free from the bad business I am come upon. This maiden, how came she in thy charge? Where didst thou find her? Burying the prince, one word, one, one word hath told thee all. Hast thou thy wits, and knowest thou what thou sayest? I saw her burying him whom you forbade, to bury. Is that now clearly spoken, or no? And how was she detected, caught, and taken? It fell in this wise. We were come to the spot, bearing the dreadful burden of thy threats. And first with care we swept the dust away from round the course, and laid the dank limbs bare. The sate below the hilltop, out of the wind, out of the wind, where no bad odor from the dead might strike us, stirring each other on with interchange of loud revealings on the negligent, intendance on this duty. So we stayed till the mid-heaven, the sun's replacent orb stood high, and the heat strengthened. Suddenly, the storm god raised a whirlwind from the ground, vexing heaven's concave, a fill and filled all the plain, rending the locks of all the orchard groves till the great sky was choked with all. We closed our lips and eyes and bore the god sent evil. When after a long while this ceased, the maid was seen and wailed in the high and bitter key, like some despairing bird that hath espied her nest all desolate, the nestlings gone. So when we saw the body bare, she mourned loudly and cursed the authors of this deed. Then nimbly with her hands, she brought dry dust and holding high and shapely, and shapely brazen curse, poured three libations honoring the dead. We, when we saw, ran in and straightway seized our quarry, not dismayed, and charged her with the former crime and this, and she denied nothing, to my delight and to my grief. One's self to escape disaster is great joy, yet to have drawn a friend into distress is painful. But mine own security to me is of more value than aught else. Thou, with, the, with thine eyes down fastened to the earth, dost thou confess to have done this or deny it? I deny nothing. I avow the deed. Thou mayest betake thyself, whither thou wilt, acquitted of the grievous charge and free. And now, no prating talk, but briefly tell, knewest thou our edict that forbid this thing? I could not fail to know. You made it plain. How durst thou then transgress the published law? I heard it not from heaven, nor came it forth from justice, where she reigns with gods below. They too have published a law to mankind alone. Nor thought I thy commandment of such might, that one who is mortal thus could overbear the infallible, unwritten laws of heaven. Not now or yesterday they have their being, but everlastingly, and none can tell the hour that saw their birth. I would not, I for any terror of a man's resolve, incur the God-inflicted penalty of doing them wrong. 
that death would come, I knew without dying edict, if before the time I count to gain. Who does not gain by death that lives as I do amid boundless woe? Slight is the sorrow of such doom to me. But had I suffered my own mother's child, fallen in blood, to be without a grave, that were indeed a sorrow. This is none. And if thou deemst me foolish for my deed, I am foolish in judgment of a fool. Fear shows the maiden's vein from her fierce sire. Calamity does not subdue her will. Ay, but the stubborn spirit first doth fall. Oft ye shall see the strongest bar of steel. That fire hath hardened extremity. Shattered to pieces, a small bit controls the fiery steed. Pride may not be endured in one whose life is subject to command. This maiden has been conversant with crime since first she trampled on the public public law. And now she adds to crime this isolance to laugh at her offense and glory in it. Truly, if she that hath usurped this power shall rest unpunished, she then is a man and I am none. Be she my sister's child or of yet nearer blood to me than all that take protection from the, my earth, my hearth, the pair shall not escape the worth of deaths, for no. I count the younger of the twain no less co-partner in this plotted funeral, and now I bid you call her, late I saw her within the house. The disturbed spirit hath betrayed itself before the act it hides, but not less hateful seems it to me, but one that hath been caught in wickedness would give it a brave show. Wouldst thou aught more of me than merely death? No more, tis all I claim, death closes all. Why then delay? No talk of thine can charm me, forbid a heaven, and my discourse no less must evermore sound noisome to thine ear. Yet where could I have found a fairer fame than giving burial to my own true brother? All here will tell thee they approve my deed, were they not tongue-tied to authority. But kingship hath much profit, this in chief, that it may do and say whatever it will. No Theban sees the matter within thine eye. Curb her voice to thy sway. And art thou not ashamed, acting alone? A sister's piety hath no touch of shame. Was not Eticalus thy brother too? My own true brother from both parents' blood. This duty was empathy to him. He that is dead will not confirm that word. If you impart his honors to the vile, it was his brother, not a slave, who fell. But laying waste the land for which he fought, death knows no difference, but demands his due. Yet not equality twist good and bad? Both may be equal yonder, who can tell? An enemy is hated, even in death. Love and not hatred is the part for me. Down then to death, and if you must, there love the dead, no woman must rule me while I live. Now comes Ismini forth. Ah, see, from clouds above her brow, the sister-loving tear is falling wet on her fair cheek, disdaining all her passion-crimson face. 